0: Welcome to the Background Noise Podcast, episode 10. I am your host, Jack. I'm Joe. I'm Joseph. And this week, um, it's probably, you know, would have been made more sense to cover during uh, Spooky Month Jamboree, but because of how they decided to release uh, the newest Ghostbusters film, uh, this is what we're doing. So, so with the newest Ghostbusters film coming out next week to complete the trilogy. Uh, we decided this week to cover Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And this week we thought it would be fun to bring in a local expert. So our local expert this week. Um, uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory on him. Because honestly, I doubt i even be doing this podcast or had the idea for it um, without him. So basically, at the beginning of the year... 2014, I'd say, um, I pretty much moved out of my sports phase and started getting into my love of music. And so at the beginning of the year 2014, my dad decided he wanted the family to start out the year listening only to Christian music. So I was totally fine with that. Um, I Somehow Christian radio was slightly better than it is now, somehow. And so I um, started <laughs> doing that, and that was okay for about a month. And then... I got sick of radio very quickly and wanted music that was more musically and lyrically interesting. So after nagging my dad for albums and bands to listen to, he was just like here. And it was the uh, hideoutcom five-star album list. And showing me that might have been the biggest regret of my dad's life because uh, I was on the website all of the time growing up <laughs> and uh, looking at album reviews, film reviews, and... Uh, concert reviews, which I've been fortunate enough to actually write a few for those. So that's been a lot of fun. But, uh, JFH was really the site and the thing that sort of, um, got me thinking not only about music, but culture in general, uh, critically from a critical sense. And so my love of music and pop culture that I have today really stemmed from that website and, uh, reading all those reviews and, uh, just, you know, exploring around there. So, uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, become friends with the guy who not only created the website but is also no doubt the best artist I know and easily Aww. the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know. So uh, he's our guest this episode. John DiBiazzi, thank you so much for joining us. Yay. Thanks, man. I'm honored. I'm totally honored. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. It's
1: funny because yeah. I started out as a sports fan too before I got into music.
0: So there you go. Perfect. That's right, because you're um uh, um you're I'm assuming Phillies fan, right? Because you're out in the... Bathroom. I was,
1: yes. Yeah. Okay. And then there was the strike, which was like in the nineties, and then that's, right. that's actually when I kind of made my transition to mu- to loving music.
0: Nice. Well there you go. It's like sport they decided to take a break. Uh and so you're like, well, fine, then I'm gonna take a break from you, and you never went back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, since uh, since you're the guest, sir, uh, we'll make you go first. What um, what was your introduction to Ghostbusters? How did uh, that become a thing, and uh, how has that sort of lasted over the years?
1: Well, as you can imagine, I'm, I'm a lot older than you guys, I guess.
0: Um,
1: uh, <laughs> I was 16, and that was 25 years ago. So if you do the math, um, don't. But yeah, so I was four when Ghostbusters came out. And, um, <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i saw it like when i was four in the theater and it's totally not appropriate for a four-year-old but um i guess it didn't matter to my parents Back who didn't know any better at the time but um yeah so i mean i don't know i don't remember the experience first seeing it in the theater but i know that they re-released it a couple times around that era so i don't know like if it was all in 84 or also in 85 and 86 whatever But there was a theater local to where I was that would occasionally bring it back. And I remember my mom taking us again, me and my brother, who's three years older than me. And um, I was just a huge fan. And then in 86, they came out with the cartoon show, The Real Ghostbusters, which just, you know, it just made it even more of a passion for me. So I've pretty much grown up with the movie my whole life, just about. And um, I don't know, I, you know, it's just like, too when you like have a favorite band but then you discover other music but then maybe like down the road, uh rediscover that f- that you really was in- into or one of the first mm. bands you're really into and that's kind of how it was for me with ghostbusters so like through high school and basically when it, when it came out on dvd i think is when i kind of rediscovered it like i always still liked it but you know i wasn't about to pop a vhs tape in I guess, during high school and stuff like that. Um, I know, guys. I'm just horribly <laughs> dating myself here. It's terrible.
2: Um, okay. I remember VHS days.
1: I remember back then.
2: No, but it, it was...
1: It's, uh, so, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, It's been fun. I mean, I have an 11-year-old son, and he's getting really pumped about seeing the new movie, and I took him to see the original when they've re a couple times oh, nice. last year. Yeah, and 2016 when they did the horrible reboot which i refuse to see um i uh i took him when they re-released the the first movie and then they had it at the drive-in last year during they're just showing old movies so i took him to that and i think we actually went twice in one week so i was like dude it's at the (laughs) drive-in um and then um like two weeks ago they they re-released it again to theaters and uh It was, I think it was Halloween weekend or something and I was super stoked and my son was excited to go and afterwards he's like, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, I'm excited too, and I'm like, good. That's what I like to hear, but I don't force (laughs) it on him, so the fact that he's excited about it too makes me happy. Um, Yeah. Um, But yeah, so pretty much grew up with it. Um, You know, we just rekindled the passion a bit um, like after it came out on DVD and stuff, and then, I don't know, just one of those movies that like I you know it's got a lot of nostalgia it's it's rooted in my childhood and I just super enjoy it so I think there's an element to our favorite movies that also represents a certain port period in your life so like you know it's I I will never say it's the best movie ever but it's my favorite you know so yeah um I'm not going to argue with anybody who doesn't like it fine it's to each their own but it's my favorite and it has it's more than just the movie itself it's it's been growing up with it and stuff like that. So yeah, it's an experience, I guess.
0: That's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. Thanks. Um, I think my experience is way less exciting. Um, My memory of it is um, back when Netflix first started streaming, I think that was 2007. It was, I remember very vividly, it was the second film I watched on streaming. Because again, streaming was just this whole new thing. It was so cool. The first one was Men in Black. That was great. (laughs) And then the second ended up being Ghostbusters. And I I was like, I must have been, I was seven or eight. And so I think I remember liking it and enjoying it, but it was never one that my family ended up revisiting or anything. It was just, I always remember liking it. But then um, after getting to know you, John, and Every other picture you posted on Instagram was a Ghostbusters one. I'm like, I should oh, it probably watch this again. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I'm exaggerating. Every third picture. Every third. Yes, picture. that's more like it. <laughs> yeah. So, and just because um, most films and shows, we have very uh, similar, um, like a lot of the similar stuff. Exactly. Very similar yeah. tastes. So I realize, you know, this... Being so high on your list, it's like I definitely need to revisit it at some point, and so this was a great time for me to do it. And so I ended up earlier this week watching one and two. And, Man, um, Had you I ever seen hate two, two before I am not, um, okay. so that was that was interesting, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, you hate one, one. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good, I was just saying, uh, so yeah, two is interesting, but uh, yeah. one um, I was so bummed that I hadn't seen one in such a long time because it really was such a charming film and it was just it was just fantastic and I totally get the love that people have for it and I get why um, not only is it I think Columbia's highest grossing film with inflation but it's wow. I mean why it's done so well and it's just yeah it, just, it makes yeah. it endure thank you so but yeah that's sort of uh, my take how about you guys I think that the first time I
2: saw either of them was you know, like the, there's times where like especially during October you'll have like movies that are shown on TV as like the TV cut so so they cut out you know 30% of the movie so you can put in commercials um, <laughs> and I I th- I don't actually know which one was the first one that I saw pieces of, because I just like was seeing chunks of it without really knowing. Um, and at some point, I'm assuming sometime during college, I sat down with a group of friends and we actually watched the first one all the way through. Uh, as just a part of a movie night. So that's the first time that I actually saw Ghostbusters all the way through. Um, and I realized in preparation for this, that, I had never seen Ghostbusters 2 all the way through. I'd only ever seen it as the chopped up uh, cool. chopped up TV movie mm. version. And you know, watching it all the way through, uh, it's better than a lot of movies. That, it's better than some movies that we've seen recently. Uh, not to name any names. <laughs> 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 hey, Jack, you, you okay there? I think no, you I'm good. good. I'm, good. Yeah, I'm All right. All right yeah, good. Thanks. Um, and, uh, but you know it it was Fine it was okay But yeah it, it actually I mean this I kind of wish that I had seen it Earlier I think that if I I think If I had seen this movie All the way through when I was younger I might be in the same position that John was in Of like this is the kind of Movie that I would enjoy a lot yeah. it's, it's the same reason like I wish way back when we talked about Hocus Pocus I wish I had seen that when I was a kid Because <laughs> I would have super nostalgia for that Um or, because it's the same reason I enjoy Scooby Doo. It's like this kind of spooky but not <laughs> scary. It's not it's not a horror movie, but it's got the spooky aspect of it, which I very much enjoy. Um, so yeah, it's it's right up my alley of like things that I enjoy, of a bunch of weirdos chasing around ghosts with their. What what are they called? What what's the what's the things that they use? Proton packs. Proton packs, yes, thank you. Right. I couldn't remember. Yeah, chasing around ghosts shooting <laughs> proton packs everywhere.
0: Great. Uh, how about you, Joseph?
3: Well, kinda of in the similar sense of like grabbing it on like a cable TV just cut up for cut up for like AMC, I think it was. Mm. But unfortunately, I suppose, unfortunately, I actually saw bits and pieces of Ghostbusters 2 first. Oh yeah, that's right. Get the tomatoes ready. Get the booze ready. Add, <laughs> add, add, add booze in and post, just so I'm justified. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much it was the opening. I remember it vividly. Ironically enough, it was like the opening scene. It was like you know they're going off to do the thing, and it's like they're this is this is in the second one where they're. Like they've been sued and they can't do Ghostbuster stuff anymore. It's like I don't know. They they said something about He-Man or something because that was the era. Yeah. And it was like, mm. oh yeah, yeah. Hey, That's what's great. He-Man? It's like I, I don't know. It's, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, He-Man and Skeletor. It's like, oh, well, what's this movie about? It's like, oh, well, this is. And my mom saw it on TV. it's like, oh, this is the this is the second ghostbusters maybe we should find the first one and (laughs) something like that and i guess a few weeks later is like we just wound up watching ghostbusters that was like uh eight i think and we just had a (laughs) family sit down and watch ghostbusters and uh, i was it my folks were big fans and still are big fans of like bill murray dan Aykroyd. like their that era Mm. of saturday night life was like that was theirs Mm. and they're very still very fond of it so it was it was fun sitting down and watching them with it because you know then that then that kind of exposed me to to them too and that's you know kind of about those good kind of growing up memories it exposed me to a lot of the, a lot of the good comedy well again comedy subjective but you know good yeah. comedy that
0: i'm right
4: now right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i think that's that's kind of cool i think that's something i forgot to add is uh my dad's very big uh bill murray fan so watching this again now it's funny it's like Half these lines are just lines my dad uses in general. Like one of his <laughs> one that is one of his favorites to use is uh, when you have Venkman's um, uh, talking to Egon, he's like, I take back some of the things I said about
4: you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's, just, it's such <laughs> a ridiculously quotable movie and it was, yeah, yeah just such a blast. But um, I guess before we dive right in, we do a brief, summary of what the movie's about for those who have not seen it it's it is about peter Vankman, ray stance and egon spangler a trio of eccentric parapsychologists who start a ghost catching business in new york city that's basically what happens and at the end they face the big bad uh named gozer and as well as the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. Wow, I can't speak. Staypuff Puff Marshmallow Man and defeat them both.
4: Spoiler and alert. Save
0: the day. <laughs> well, if they haven't seen it now. Um... I know. I'm
2: totally getting <laughs> Yeah. like yeah, Th- 30, 40 years later, if you haven't seen a movie. <laughs> yes. It's,
0: it's <laughs> your fault. <laughs> right. You and especially if, Vader <laughs> especially if you click on this episode without having seen it, it's right. like, it, that's your fault. It, what so, did you expect? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this, um, it's interesting um, looking it, – I watched um, – there's this thing on FX called The Movies That Made Us. So I watched the episode they did for Ghostbusters, mm. which was very interesting. Yeah. The I think my favorite story out of all that was just how they got the rights to the name Ghostbusters. So if you guys know this as well, please correct me if I'm wrong. But what it was was originally there was a 1970s live-action show called The Ghostbusters, which mm. was owned by Filmation. And they were just not giving up the name for the Ghostbusters movie. They, like, wanted – Uh, so much money for it, and uh, they just weren't willing to pay for it. Um, So they almost went with the name, I believe it was Ghost Breakers, was the one they were going to go with, uh, if they couldn't get Ghostbusters. So um, What ended up happening around the time that they were making Ghostbusters was, I think Coca-Cola ended up buying Columbia Pictures, and uh, they ended up letting go of the head guy at Columbia at the time named Frank Price, who was one of the uh, main guys who was help like got Ghostbusters off the ground and getting, helping get that made and all that. So what was funny is when they let him go, um, universal picked him up very shortly after and universal owned filmation. So he was like, okay, so I'm going to give them the rights for Ghostbusters now, since I have the power to do that. So that's <laughs> pretty cool.
3: Oh yeah. It all <laughs> came together.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was pretty awesome. cool.
3: run there. some fact check for us? That sound about right. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i was really interested in that too i mean like uh, i was i was i had not heard the story about like the the, the heads of the studio changing hands and the fact yeah. that like they had they when they ag- uh, agreed to make the movie they had been like okay you need to have this out by like june 8th 1984 and that was like before they even started making the movie they had the date and right that really restricted them and then also kept them from being able to fine-tune some of the effects which, you know, the cheesy effects are charming. And I, even now when I watch it sometimes, I'm like, oh, I wish they could like fix that, whatever. Right. But now that I know that they really were limited by time, you know, it, it makes it more forgivable because you're just like, oh man, I kind of feel bad for them actually that they, you know, they weren't given the, the you know, the time and the resources to make that right.
0: Right. Do it the way and you want to. Yeah, and, like, you almost appreciate it more. It's like – I mean, because I think what – if I remember right from the – that, um, like, episode, it was, like, they were talking about – so, I think it was – was, it was June of 84, right? So, I yeah. think if it was June of 84, I think it was, like, May of 83 they asked. So, it's like, they had 11 months – or, sorry, yeah. 13 months to do this. And so, it's, like, when you're watching it now, it's, like, that's impressive they got that much done in a year. It's, like, that's yeah. that's insane. So, I mean, and they had
1: issues with the cast, like right. Uh, they they wanted John Belushi, and then he died, mm-hmm. you know. And then they yeah. they wanted John Candy for the Rick Moranis role, and and then they were like, no, we don't like the way that John Candy wanted to do it with like a right. Russian
0: accent or something weird. Yeah. And I think they wanted to get like Eddie Murphy to be like the comedy, but I think he was busy doing Beverly Hills Cop or something, and so they got yeah. uh and Kiwi
1: Herman to be Gozer. <laughs>
4: That would have
0: been so funny. <laughs> That's a choice. No.
1: Paul R- oh, Paul Rubens was supposed to be Gozer.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, that would that
1: would have been weirdest something. thing
3: that guy did in his whole career. Right, and they and that Ooh. that
1: maybe that was supposed to be like the joke of that. I thought Gozer was supposed to be a man.
3: Yeah,
4: Winston. Right. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> a little yeah. in joke. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was I looking at? Um. D- one other interesting story that was funny was uh, sort of Slimer, uh, mm-hmm. sort of that he was apparently – because Belushi had died and they wanted him to be in the film originally, this was sort of – Slimer was in a way, sort of their way of putting Belushi in it because they said I think the mm-hmm. night before to the guy in charge of Slimer, like, okay, we want you to uh, – everything's going great. Um, it's We're going to be showing him tomorrow for his first scene. Oh, yeah, by the way, he needs to look like John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, um, the main guy is like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, he didn't tell them that, but he's like, you know, working on it. And so uh, the next morning, I don't think he'd done anything, but he just gave it to him. He's like, here you go. And they're like, great. Look, just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
4: oh,
0: man. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's crazy how much they were able to get done. I mean, if you guys haven't seen that episode, uh, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's like season one of the movies that made us. It just, um, the entire process they went through to make the film was very interesting. So Yeah.
3: <sighs> you know, that kind of does make sense about the Slimer thing. He does seem like a very John Belushi and Animal House type character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting maybe one of the reasons it's just so quotable is You had, I think you had Aykroyd and Ramis were the guys who wrote the script, but apparently like almost none of the scenes were filmed as scripted. Most uh, people had at least one ad-lib. Most of Bill Murray's lines were ad-libs. Just everything felt so smooth and everything just worked so well. And I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, they weren't stuck to the script. They were pretty much able to do their own things. All these, you know, comedy legends were able to do what they do best and they did it flawlessly.
1: Yeah, like Peter Venkman seems like he's just entertaining himself the entire movie. Right. He's very very self-entertaining.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh,
1: it makes you wonder how much of that is just Bill Murray just being like, I'm just going to have fun with this.
0: Right. And they, that's Murray the thing. I think that, that that's really one thing that shines through. I feel like they, they all seem like they're having fun with this. And they all yeah. seem like they're having a great time. And I think that really shows. And I think it's kind of mm-hmm. funny... They got, I think Sigourney Weaver's great in it, but I do think it's kind of funny that she wanted to be on it. And that was something that worked out because, you know, before this, she had been doing very serious roles. And even the people who hired her on were kind of surprised they got her because I mean, before this, she had an alien. I don't know if aliens, no, I think aliens later 80s. I can't remember. But is she at least on alien at this point? So she was already, you know, rising in the ranks as far as a serious actress. And then she decided to do this and she was excellent. She fit right in. So,
4: yeah, I so thought
0: that was cool.
3: Um, Alien was in '79, so yeah, just I. It doesn't seem like it's just off of that, but yeah, kinda.
0: Right. Uh, well well, Johnny already mentioned the Pee Wee Herman thing, so I don't need to mention that. That was just oh, that would been <laughs> that was so yeah. weird. I mean, Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> something. <laughs> right. No, I'm glad with
1: the way they ended up doing it.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, it worked out great. Um, I thought was interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys uh the the joes knew this um but uh apparently uh, looking at it apparently winston was supposed to have a way bigger role um but apparently because they had bill murray a lot of those scenes were ended up they ended up giving to bill because he was the lead and he Mm. got more screen time so that was interesting i still think winston's great and i think as a character i really like that he's sort of almost our gateway into the ghostbusters because he's you know he's the other three, they own the company, but he's like an employee. He just works for them; it's just a job. So he's able to sort of ask the questions that we would ask, starting there. So he's sort of—I don't know the best word for it—but he's basically able to. Uh, we're he's able to straight see the man. world.
1: He's the—he's like the um, the blue collar straight man, and then there's exactly. the eccentric scientists and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we're able to see it through yeah, his eyes, so bad. that was cool. Yeah, and um, just. We'll get to two, but I want to say one of the reasons this film worked in the second didn't is because he had his mustache. Shaving that off, I think that might have been what ruined Ghostbusters too. I'm just going to say that right now.
4: Hot take of the day. It's
1: like Samson. Just <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> Samson. <laughs> it's
4: exactly like they that. got all their strength
0: from his uh, mustache. From the, from the mustache. That was from his it. mustache, yes. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. So, As soon as we uh, see Winston in Afterlife, we'll know just from his uh, what his face looks like, whether or not it's going to be a good movie or not. That's right.
2: We'll get one look, and we'll be like, yes or no. Yep, that's going to be the, what determines whether or like... not
0: we walk out of the theater. Then and there, so he's yep. going to be the last if we see... cameo at the very end.
2: <laughs> yeah, just to keep you, just to keep you there. Yes, it's the right. yeah <laughs> obviously. Uh, it's
3: gonna be the last five points out of ten, mind you. Nice. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of Ernie Hudson, I just gotta say he's he's great. I'm gonna gush about Ernie Hudson for a minute. I don't know. He's I wouldn't say he's a character actor. I wouldn't say he's like not that big. But I suppose when you I don't know, when you think of Ernie Hudson, he he really does have a lot of side character parts. And there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. And I think he what is it, he knocks this one out of the park, really. Just again by being Mm -hmm. the straight man against the three the three hmm. comics, in terms of you know the cast stuff, and he's got some of the again talking about the lines and stuff, he's got some of the best lines to me. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. like of course, the classic you know, when somebody asks you you're a god, you say yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: and of course, he's seen things that would turn you white,
1: that's right, <laughs> yeah. And the, t- the TV version alternate line, I think, is I have seen stuff that'll turn you white. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> of course uh it's funny uh, i don't know if you guys i sent this to this was a youtube video i think i sent john years ago but uh this was something interesting i don't know if you guys heard the theory but basically ghostbusters isn't about anything it's like there's a plot but as far as like an overall theme in the movie there really isn't one and none of the characters really change throughout the film they pretty much end the film the way they've started the only difference is they now have a successful business where before they didn't but like them as characters they don't really change It's so like there's, the film really isn't about anything but I don't think that changes the fact that it's still a very fun well done movie
3: I think it works because that they're uh, they're flat uh, no no not flat they're static in the sense that they don't, that they don't change but they're not flat characters no no I agree because if it's if it's yeah. flat and static like the <laughs> 2016 one, then it doesn't work out, but again, it, it works because even though they don't change, they're distinct enough and in that way that they're able to yeah it's able to, it's able to go through and you don't really notice it until like you realize eh, well, I guess they didn't really have character arcs they just they were just themselves, and it works out hmm.
0: yeah,
4: I, mean, yeah, I, I think I Peter think-
1: grew a little bit. But like, because he um, he didn't seem the hero type in the beginning of the movie, and I think
3: that is true.
1: By the end, he kind of steps up a little bit. I mean, it's not it's not major. And then the fact that he's like a womanizer established in the first scene, and then you know it seems like a, a one woman guy at the end. But then the second movie kind of ruins some of that. Right, it kind of shows that he hasn't he hasn't really grown. <laughs> one
0: yeah. second movie, and it's oh, like. Uh... I'd almost, you know, it's, it is one of those where it's like, again, I think, uh, I, I guess might as well just go into two now. And we can always go back to one. But it's like, what's interesting with uh,
3: We're loosey-goosey two now, is, Jack. We're, we're going yeah, all
0: in. Just not going back now too late. so um, Real It's interesting because... Portions here. Again, there are some scenes from two I like, but I feel like Ghostbusters would stand the test of time better if it was just a one and done. Because t- mm-hmm. most of two um, is basically um it's like they repeat the beats of the first film but make it more family friendly and i feel like in the process of doing that to try to have more of a positive message i feel like they almost sacrifice a lot of the the charm of the first film and so it's like, yeah. It's yeah, like think...
2: sanitizing that era of saturday night live it it wouldn't work and it yeah didn't. yeah that's fair i think because i think uh, you're exactly right that the first movie isn't about anything other than like Fighting evil monsters is kind of cool. Right? It's it's almost it's almost the precursor of all of the modern action movies, right? Where sometimes you pretend that there's a message, but really it's (laughs) let's fight some monsters and have fun with it. (laughs) And maybe you have a character arc. Maybe you don't. Maybe the characters are exactly the the same people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's let's save the world. Congratulations, the world is saved. And then the second one is. Let's do exactly let's exactly the same thing, but but you're just retre- you're you're just retreading the
0: same ground. You're just cycling over what you've already done before, right? So it's like, well, what's yeah. the point, right? And the difference so, is in the second film, they defeat the villains with the power of positive thinking. So... Yes,
2: instead of like, <laughs> it, it, instead of having a nice um, Chekhov's gun sure. of like, hey, don't cross the streams. We need to cross the streams because it's the only way that we might we might die but it's the only way we might save everyone in the process it's like right hey here's this magic goo that does magic goo things well we're gonna goo magically at the magic stuff because goodness because that's what the magic goo is capable of now as long as we spray it all over the inside of the Statue of Liberty which everyone loves right. this
4: is our
3: get out of riding jail free card and we're gonna use yeah. it however we want it
2: Well, yeah,
4: because the goo
2: really is just a... It's a MacGuffin plot device item that saves them. It's like, okay, the goo is doing evil things. Now the goo is doing good things, because we positively charge this goo. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think that a scientist at all. (laughs) I don't think that means a scientist.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, John, since you... Obviously, you'd seen uh... You'd seen the first and then you'd seen real Ghostbusters going into I'm assuming you ended up seeing Ghostbusters two in theaters. What were your thoughts on it scene initially?
1: Okay, now again, I was nine. Sure. (laughs) When Ghostbusters two came out. And uh, as far as I remember it, I think I I loved it immediately just because I was such a fan. Sure. And at nine years old, I'm pretty sure you just (laughs) kinda like everything. That's fair. You know? Um yeah.
2: And so make mistakes, it's fine right I remember, just, I
1: remember just being so excited to see a new ghostbusters movie and and um i think i remember asking for the the tape of it for christmas that year or whatever but like mm-hmm. um in the years past and rewatching it um it's so depressing to think that like okay the first movie ends on such a high note mm-hmm. and then the second one opens up and they've mm. broken up and they all got other jobs and they're weird jobs and then like You know, Ghostbusters doesn't exist anymore, which makes no sense because you've got a TV show that is all about how they have a business and that they are able to have stories every single week about busting other ghosts. And I think that's all fans ever probably ever wanted was like, just give us a movie of more of them doing what they do. We don't care about them breaking up and getting back together. Just give us another uh, story. That's all. It doesn't have to be the same movie again. So, you know, watching it, it's so bittersweet because it's like, I'm thankful that those four guys got to suit up and be Ghostbusters again because especially now that Harold Ramis is gone, it's like, you know, I'm just thankful that there's something out there that had them back together. One of my favorite moments in the whole movie of the second one is when they're joking around about the toaster and it's just the four of them as friends around the, the pool and they're, they're like, they're talking about the science stuff, but then they're goofing off, you know, at the end of the, the last moment of that scene is when they go, they all grab to like tackle Peter because he teased them about it, eating his hand. And I just, you know, mm. especially now, I just love that little, that camaraderie. Yeah. Like exactly what those guys were about. Um, other than that, like mm. the best other scene in the movie is is the courtroom scene and busting the, oh, yes. the Scolabry brothers. But like, I mean I mean I think everybody just wanted more of that kind of thing, you know. Right. And um I mean the, the fact that it's a, a haunted painting is silly and then it wants Oscar, the baby, and then you know, there's just so many I mean the the Statue of Liberty thing is another attempt to do the, the stay puffed thing yep. but in a good way and then mm-hmm. the positively charged slime. There there wasn't a uh, deleted subplot that Ray is using the device to kind of like check out the painting that he gets possessed there. And that when they're driving away from the museum, he tries to kill them by running the car into a tree. And during the musical montage in the movie, you see uh, them in the car and the car is going a little bit like wild. And you see Peter turn around and look back he's facing the back of the car and he yes. turns around and he looks at Ray and then he looks back and he looks, it's like a double take. That's from that scene that they just cut out and put in that, hmm. um, huh. in that montage. But it, it, it is actually, I don't know why they would cut that out because like that continues the idea that he's now linked to Vigo so that at the end when Vigo possesses him, there's a, there's more than just, you know, like, Hey Ray, get out of the way, you know, and then all of a sudden he's possessed. I mean, some of those ideas are interesting. Yeah. At the end of the day, and Bill Murray has complained that the movie was not what he signed on for. Right. So it kind of makes you wonder what the original vision that he was told about that this movie was supposed to be, and I wonder who sat mm-hmm. down and changed it so much. Now, you can also look at it, and by the way, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Sorry, but no, like, go for it, please. Um, this is what we're here for. But go like, right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can look at the movie and you can see how much, like, the first movie is what it is. The second movie is influenced by the cartoon show that was spawned from the first movie. I mean, everything down to Janine's, like, orange hair and green outfit. Mm. She looks like the Janine from the cartoon show. Slimer was their, their friend in the cartoon show. All of a sudden, Slimer's, like, in the firehouse and friends with the Ghostbusters, like you know Ghostbusters 2 is is basically a live action real Ghostbusters episode and um it's kind of sad because the show's great the mo- the first movie's great but the second movie just became this like awkward you know amalgam of the two of them and mm-hmm. not a legit installation of the, the series or something like that so i mean i agree with every complaint you probably have about the movie um and it's nostalgic for me but and it is it's one of those movies that I watch and there's things about it that irk me while I'm watching it but at the end I still kind of like it yeah. um but I, I there's you know there's there's just those movies that you like you like but then there's just parts that like they they grate on your nerves and it's sad but that movie definitely has that mm. um for me but I mean and and who knows what the the vibe of the the new, the new ones going to be but I'm kind of hoping they keep saying it's going to be a lot like the original, and I've already heard some of the music on iTunes of of the new score. And they totally are are copying themes musically from the first movie, which has me excited. So yeah,
4: we'll
1: we'll see, I All guess. Right. But yeah,
2: who are they getting for? Oh, sorry, were you gonna say Joe? I was going to say it's interesting to hear because everyone has those things that's their their favorite thing, and nobody can hate something as much. <laughs> nobody will ever hate something as much as you hate your favorite thing you know like (laughs) it's which is like you know it's a a funny way to phrase it but also it's true like uh, there there are things that i am a a big fan of and nobody is as frustrated with those franchises as i am because i love the franchise yes which is why i hate the,
1: the idea of the reboot yeah
2: right yeah cause it's, it's this is a thing that you love, and you're like wow i I really love yeah. this. It's also terrible in a spe- in right. a specific way like y- you know you know how it's wrong in specific ways, and you can see where it could be great which is' in- it's interesting yeah. to hear you talk about that, but also I agree <laughs> with your criticisms of like it, it seems like it seems like they have uh they needed to pick a lane right. Like they, mm. they, they, they wanted it to still be the kind of goofy, silly, not about anything, but they also felt like they needed to put a little bit more of a story in there, but not too much of a story. Right. <laughs> like the, instead, instead of making it where, like, I don't know, you, you could, you could cut out the first bit where they're trying to get back to where they're getting the band back together, basically. Yeah. Um, and just pick off with, I don't know, may, maybe you could still keep the courtroom scene because you could still have them be like, they, cause Get some in trouble problem. while doing something right? yeah, yeah. They, they were doing a routine thing but then it got way out of hand because there's a there's a ghost that's setting up it's, it's building up to whatever the final battle is going to be they it's way out of hand um and then the courtroom scene and then they the um ray gets like semi-possessed by whatever the big bad it it can still be the haunted painting or it can be something else and like there's actually a bit of a struggle there's actually like tension and nuance and complexity to the story or you cut all of that out and you just have it be the first movie again within it's just silly and goofy and funny and there's no serious themes really yeah Uh, yeah just start at the courtroom scene start the movie
3: there and what is it get the writing room to come up with five to eight different scenarios you run through them <laughs> and then you connect them with a little thin line of i guess the painting like you said and then it's yeah. fine yeah. And then you're
4: fine
0: it's so funny you mentioned the thing with um ray getting possessed because there were a couple times where i see him I was like is he being possessed because he like makes a look it's like yeah. you know one of those looks where, like you think he's going to get possessed and like they don't do anything with it i'm like that would have been very interesting yeah. would have made more sense for i don't know if him being possessed he comes in and takes oscar instead of oscar coming on the roof mm-hmm. and this weird ghost thingy takes him it's like that would have made more sense yeah. and been more interesting but yeah is... like
1: a weird ghostly version of Yanosh. right which we've never very, seen before like no sense yeah. right yeah
2: and so or, and then you know if he's possessed then like he he's subtly sabotaging them like they take a sample of the the magic goo stuff, yeah. and they're testing it. And he's destroying some of the samples, or he's destroying some of the data, so they don't. So uh, Egon doesn't figure out what's going on, or something like that. It's I mean, maybe a they cool didn't, want Ray, yeah, yeah, didn't want to build Ray, but right. still, yeah, it's because
3: didn't want to build by Ray.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm like
1: definitely like Hawkeye sorry, in the, sorry, right, the, the whole time. <laughs> That yeah, was fair.
2: Although it, actually, it works better then. Because if you you know him from movie one, right? So you're like, I know that this character is a good character. I appreciate this yeah. character. Like actually, it could be a double-edged story because a double-edged right. sword. Because then you're like, well, I hate that my favorite character is a vil- yeah. It's a semi-villain the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so so well, right. they split the baby, right? They cut the baby in half and kind of had it both ways, and it ended up being <laughs> terrible. Wait a minute! I'm You're like just... they cut
4: Oscar in half. Yeah, they just oh. cut. They cut Oscar <laughs> didn't in half. I watch that cut. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, uh, by funny. the way, spoilers.
1: Very <laughs> oh <laughs> oh words. They cut the baby. Boy, that's really evil for Ray to cut a
3: baby in half. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was the TV cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. See, I told yeah, you. I watched I'm
3: the. Not my kids watch Ghostbusters too. It's because it's a bad <laughs> movie, but also because. <laughs>
0: oh that's funny it's interesting because yeah i'm definitely not a fan of i mean i like sometimes i get it and it sometimes can move the plot forward like but i almost always dislike when good guys get mind controlled by bad guys because it's not mm-hmm. them and you want to see the good guys be good guys and bad guys be bad guys it's just you know that's just something right that people love to see it but what's funny is this film is already has so much against it that trying that would have it probably actually worked and like, been something to help it, is mm-hmm. what I think. But I, well,
2: it's one of those things where it's everybody hates it, but everybody <laughs> hates it, right? In, in a way where it's like yeah. you are rooting for the heroes to win, not because like they save the day, but because they save their friend, because it's a believable sure. stakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can believe that that Ray is possessed and that somehow kills him maybe at the end. Right. Oh you, no
0: that then then people would riot you can't do that
2: no, Well don't. but but it's believable it, uh, like it's not believable that the evil painting guy takes over the baby and then rules the world because it's like <laughs> we we know that's not going to happen right we know so, that's right we, we know that's not actually something that the that, that they could do but having one of the characters die is believable stakes or having him be mind controlled and we have to save him that's believable stakes and so that's that's just part of good writing right is
0: yeah is having
2: a problem yeah. that the that the viewers believe will actually happen reasonable stakes. yeah
0: i see i think yeah. the villain just wanted to be stronger because if he had, had absorbed the baby then he would have the strength of a grown man and a little baby so and then oh, you mean like dwight shrew just like dwight shrew <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man
0: they right <laughs> <laughs> i had to throw that in there i'm like oh i, I gotta oh, make this joke man. So, oh, um, great. i wish um them using as the bad guy the you know the doc the morgue doctor from psych is the bad guy too that was fine oh but, i
1: like uh, i hated him i hated him since ghostbusters 2 and then seeing him in psych as um as the the morgue doctor I, yeah. I can't, oh the coroner or whatever yeah it uh, makes me love him now, so now I mean he's still a jerk in ghostbusters right. too, but like now I'm like, hey, it's woody yeah it's it's saved my my feelings I mean because ever since I was a kid, I saw him yeah. as the jerk in ghostbusters, too, which right. by the way, I had the coloring book for ghostbusters too because I was a kid and no no hold on it's got a deleted scene in it where the <laughs> um where uh his character goes up to the uh jello mold whatever you want to call the slime mold on the on the museum and it sucks him in and i i think uh, i'm trying to think what i guess it was the blu-ray they finally that scene as a deleted scene for ghostbusters 2 and you actually see him getting pulled in and then his shoe like lands on the ground so there was a page in the coloring book of him like His legs sticking out of the Jello mold, or something like that. the slime mold, whatever. Um, And I always thought that was really interesting because I'm like, why is this moment in this coloring book that is totally not in the movie? Uh, That is weird. So that,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's interesting. It's interesting how like you get crossover, but not perfectly orchestrated or not perfectly coordinated. Yeah, that, that's that's some film theory stuff for like, oh, well, it secretly in the, board. the Ghostbusters 2 coloring book on page 37. They show the scene where you're like, OK, hold What's on. But even as a nine
4: year old, I was confused. What the heck is going on here?
0: Oh, that's funny. I think something would have even worked even better. Like I could see this just because i still think the best scene from two uh in my opinion probably i mean again the scene with the toaster is very sweet but like just the best scene i think is the courtroom scene i think that's great getting yeah absolutely uh, rick moran is the accountant as their lawyer which is great and <laughs> <laughs> you, you have uh bankman telling him everything that he's supposed to say Um yes. yeah. <laughs> and of course um i think probably even my favorite joke from the movie is Give just... me a break. We're both lawyers, <laughs> right? That's great. that's great. That's but I love when they turn on their um, their packs, and you have Doray oh, Egon. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. so
1: just goofy, oh, but
0: it's so Egon. It's right. perfect, right? I love it. Egon, and, so... <laughs> and he's so
2: proud love of it. himself.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. uh, he knows what he did. Good. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I feel no. like if you'd almost tacked that on at the end and had Peck as. The You could have almost tacked that on at the end Ooh. of one after uh, they defeated Gozer. You could almost tack that on at being immediately after. Like, sure, they're getting sued. And then they have that scene at the end. All the charges Ooh, are dropped. Yeah. They walk out, sucking the guts, boys. we the Ghostbusters and the movie.
4: <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not terrible. That's not have terrible been a little either. long,
3: but you could do you, it. Yeah. It would have put uh, an end to, what is it, Peg's character, I guess, in a, in a better way than him yeah. just getting escorted out of the mayor's office. Or well, no, did, yeah. did What is it, it getting hit, get yeah, like, hit with the marshmallow? Yeah, he gets hit with the shaving cream.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh, that story's interesting. I don't know if you had heard about that. Apparently, I think it was like I want to say it was seventy-five pounds of shaving cream. That's like that's the marshmallow oh, material they use. It's like that's what they're going to yeah. use originally. And so they were actually put it on the actor who played Peck. But before they did it, just to make sure it was safe. They put it on a stunt guy. <laughs> the stunt guy fell back flat on his back with seventy-five pounds of that. And so they like did like half of that and did that and he was fine. But mm-hmm. oh my Who can they tested?
4: <laughs> you need a razor <laughs> 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 uh,
0: I I think what annoys me the most about or one of the things that annoys me the most about this film is something that I've noticed recently with a lot of films is a lot of times if there's a sequel to a film or second or third film a lot of times you can go back and be like oh probably the reason this was bad was because and you look it's usually a different director a different writer or something yeah. that changed significantly with the production team or the acting but this time the exact same directing and writing team and it wasn't the same mm-hmm. quality it's like mathematically it does not work in my head that's what annoys me yeah you think it well, might have been yeah, studio absolutely. pressure,
3: like more intense than the first one, because this was this was either the I number so too, one yeah. grossing comedy or number two grossing comedy of all time at the time.
0: Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it was up pretty high. high. Hmm. I was about to say that's yeah, already it, a lot. Of I
1: high. think it has a lot to do with yeah, with um, with the cartoon show and, and like you said, studio pressure.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. um, I mean, I'd love
1: to hear like them
2: talk about it. like
1: like a um, what do you call it? like a documentary on <laughs> what went wrong or something,
2: right? It it's kind of I mean it seems more like you know they they had an idea for a fun little movie or not, I don't know about little but they had an idea for a fun movie and people are like hey that made us money go do that again and they're like uh, yeah uh, and they're just he like did. little spinny disc little spinny loading oh you mean people? like back
1: to the Back to the Future was the same one. <laughs> like The yeah. director has said uh, like the studio was like we want a sequel and the director's like I never would have put them in the car going to the future like he, he put the girlfriend in the delorean with marty and doc going to the future and he's like right. i don't even like future movies he's like i never would have done that and then they had to figure yeah. out how to you know write the girlfriend out of the story in the second like it was such a mess and you right. watch that now watch the sequels and you're like Ugh, i see why <laughs> you know you could tell that like the director didn't like doing this part of it and didn't know what to do with the characters and then you had it it's just you know it's it's interesting when they they force these sequels and then no one has a really good idea when there's got to be someone out there who has a good de- a good idea but right yeah it's
3: yeah. still most of them wind up being what well, pretty much what we get in the sense it's like just kind of resetting the status quo oh mm-hmm. roll back all the good stuff play the same yeah. beats mm. maybe oh, change yeah, that- it a little in tone
2: that's the problem, right? That's the problem with sequels, is that is when it says a good sequel says we establish this stuff in the first one, and now we move on from that to something new. And a bad sequel yeah. says, Hey, you remember how you like that stuff? We're just gonna do that again. And you'll like it again. This you like it the second time, right? You know, you, you, you like it the first time. Yeah. You enjoyed right. eating a Twinkie the first time, you'll enjoy eating a Twinkie again, right? <laughs> or whatever it is. That's a big twink. Yeah, that's the why I was <laughs> that's why I was uh um but yeah so yeah that's 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 the problem, right? A good a good sequel is here is a world that we established, here's a set of characters with relationships that we established, we're gonna move on from that, we're gonna build on that. And a bad one is like, hey, you you know how we had these characters that had to get together and and build their team before? And then they overcame a challenge together. Well, we're gonna Let's knock it all back it again. to the ground. Yeah, right. so they have to come back together, back. And rebuild the team. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, look at look at Empire Strikes Back. It's one of the best sequels ever because mm-hmm. it's totally different. It's yeah. not yeah. at all like the original Star Wars, and it's yeah. great. It's a great story. To everybody, moves forward. There's character development. You know, it's exciting. It's different. It's like that's. I mean, why why couldn't they? figure that out. I mean, right. that was 1980 and and Ghostbusters 2 was 1989. I mean, here you had a good example.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like you just just do a good job.
2: Well, I mean, th- that has been a problem since as long as people have been writing sequels. We no, still have I that know. as a problem today. Like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That yeah, would bring of, of people to not...
3: We got a new episode now. How did studio culture affect sequels? It's like we got we got a we got the good one from 80. We've got a bad one from 89 and now we got to get one from the early two thousands and from recently.
0: There you go. <laughs> it is interesting. It one be thing. Hard. No, it wouldn't. There's, oh, it, there's so the many. The hard part is sequels. narrowing it down. Right. Choosing oh, right, which bad yeah. sequels you want to cover. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's interesting and something that's kind of sad is um, when you get all these bad sequels, sometimes um, I feel like it's a rarity that the actors come out of it still liking the property because I feel like you mm. have, um, I mean, I feel like it's very hard to get Bill Murray to do stuff Ghostbusters related. I mean, thankfully, this stuff yes. um, like Afterlife, he came back. Uh, I mean, I guess he came back for the reboot too. But it's like apparently, I just hope he doesn't get killed off. Oh, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that uh, would be awful. But the, he has he has always
1: said if he's going to do a third Ghostbusters, he has to die in it. Oh my and gosh. I googled his, I know, and I googled his cameo from the the reboot, the two thousand sixteen reboot, and he dies in it. Like, oh, it's, it's it. It was terrible too. But like, he his character gets thrown out a window, and I'm like, "This is so stupid." Well, and confirmation. <laughs> I never want to see this movie. But
0: what might be the best thing about that then is he said if they make a third, he wants to die. He didn't say anything about a fourth.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so a- maybe. A- maybe right. so
1: technically, a- this is the fourth. Right. But we don't want to count. We don't want to count the, the original third because it's right. It's, it's, it's a reboot. They literally, you know threw the original characters out so right it doesn't matter. They literally
4: threw them out yeah. a window <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but i just i hope they don't uh han solo it i really do ah oh, i mean gosh. if there's something where like he
2: has a heroic death where he sacrifices himself in a good way like to save someone else or something like that that's fine if it's just a cheap thing it's like, dis- yeah, he said dis- he dis- wants to yeah.
3: die or whatever. whatever the adjective for getting thrown out a window is disembarkment. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, hold on. Oh, hold. he's doing it, he's Googling. Isn't is there an actual
1: phrase or like a, a term for that?
2: <laughs> oh, there is. I learned it in the uh, class. So. Good. I did not know. Word hmm. being thrown out a window. Uh, defenestration, defenestration ah. is the act <laughs> of throwing someone or something out a window
4: that's
1: fantastic um, i didn't know that
2: you know and that yep. is the podcast word of the week yeah word word of the week go. is you that is that our new segment word of the week word of the week, <laughs> word of the week. It. <laughs> okay. that's a that you is a very a...
3: illustrations in film and tv shows T- in the latest Tops. uh podcast <laughs> or what is it pick of the week <laughs> that's
0: right uh, But yeah, that is – I think that is kind of sad that that happens when if you try to stretch too thin a property and try to – like you drain it of all its goodness, then you get you know, the people involved don't end up like being associated with it. Like I think Mm -hmm. what happened was after two, either during or after two, you had uh, basically the – you had Reitman, Ivan Reitman, you had Aykroyd, Ramis, and Murray all agree. It's like, okay, we're not doing a third unless all four of us agree, unless all four. If one person says no, it's not happening and so mm-hmm. um and then you even i think funny enough you actually had something similar with zemeckis like after two and three is like nobody is touching back to the future until i'm dead right basically and so um it's it's kind of sad that people won't just end on high notes and they try to you know milk as much out of it as they can and you get a lot of mediocre waste end franchises so mm-hmm. a- a- afterlife is very exciting to me not only because it looks like they actually have something decent to tell. But I almost I love the idea, not even of the movie itself, but just the idea that you have Jason Reitman, who's Ivan Reitman's son. He grew up loving Ghostbusters. And he's funny enough, he's actually the kid in two who tells, um, mm-hmm. at the party, who tells, I think, um, Ray and Winston that um, <laughs> their dance sucks, basically. And <laughs> But I just think it's great that you have this father-son relationship. And he's like, you know what, Dad, as a tribute, to you and to this franchise. It's like it's for another generation for um, he's, you know, he's finishing the franchise and it's just almost showing appreciation for his dad's work. And I almost love that relationship. <laughs> Cause I can't think of a single other franchise where that's happened, where you've had two directors in the family completing a franchise. I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I really hope they do it. Well,
3: he's going to make yeah, a too. new ghostbuster sequel. It's the real ghostbuster sequel. right
0: now. <laughs> No,
3: Please. <laughs> we'll work on
2: the title.
0: Uh, something I was going to ask you about, John. Um, they sure. I know they made a video game that had all of the voice actors yes. come back. Was that yeah. decent? Like, decent story? How was great. that? Uh,
1: I thought it was great, and it's great to hear them again. I mean, um, Bill Murray's line delivery is very, isn't very quiet. It's like very quiet and kind of blah, but it's still really cool to hear him in there and i mean all the originals are in there and um i don't know it's it was made and written i think to be like a third movie so it is again about like gozer and stay puffed and then stay puff has mini stay puffs but they're not little mini versions of him they're like big running around marshmallows and stuff like that um uh it's just it's cool because um like they have the proton packs and they have upgrades on the proton packs and they have a trap that's built into the roof of the Ecto one so that they can, so that you can deposit ghosts into the the car, stuff like that. Um, so it was a great way to like continue the story without them having broken up again and having to get right together. Like you are playing not as one of them, but as a rookie and, um, you know, if so, if you go down, that the guys have to come over and revive you, or if they go down, you have to go over and revive them. And yeah. so Then if everybody goes down, then you you die. You know. But like they they, they they would also have you go off alone with like one or two of the guys at a time. So like you'd be following Peter through um, the Cedric Hotel, or you'd be following Ray through a um, an office building where there are marshmallows jumping out of the ceiling, and he's <laughs> yelling at you to like you know fight them and. Bring out your pke meter and take a scan and it was just like um i think it was a a ghostbuster nerd dream
0: yeah you know
1: sequel slash video game um i i started playing it again a couple months ago because of the the whole like remastered re-release they did in 2019 um and it's great it's it's hard it's not an easy game but it's a lot of fun um you just need to have time to do it uh i don't like spiders, and there's a sequence like probably midway through the game where there's a ghost woman, black widow, whatever, it's like half woman, half gigantic spider. Oh, and oh, so like I usually get stuck at that. I know, right? I usually get <laughs> stuck around there and be like, I don't want
4: to play this anymore. <laughs> but uh,
1: <laughs> but it's 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 great, and I'm really glad that they they made that and that it
2: exists.
4: Yeah, That's total cool.
2: side note: the correct term for that is a drider. D R I D E R. No, Like a centaur, but nerd for spiders. Oh what is God. the
0: definition of drider? What is that? It's
2: like it's like a centaur, but for spiders. spiders oh, body. interesting. That's oh my funny. gosh. What's
0: the matter, Jack? That's Could you horrible. not hear over my nerd alert alert? <laughs> I couldn't. I was yeah. just being alerted. That's all yeah. I heard. <laughs> nerd
2: alert. Nerd alert alert. <laughs> nerd alert <laughs> Lurt alert. Lurt alert alert. Alert alert. Alert alert. So Isn't it kind of
1: like the pot calling the kettle black? If anyone in here, this room is being called a nerd? Oh, you know, mean, yeah. it's pretty
0: obvious. Yeah, Basically. It's yeah. to do. <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. We've been talking this long
2: about Ghostbusters? Yeah. To uh, be obvious. That right would, make, right. that would yeah. make you a nerd. Oh, absolutely.
4: <gasps> that's not possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, so. Back to the uh, back to the
4: That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. sorry continue so, something I just thought of because you, you mentioned like in the game you get told to use your PKE meter like this movie yeah. takes place in a time uh, where there's this weird crossover between supernatural and um, sci-fi like where oh we have there's, there's a time period where we have people saying, "Oh, you have all these like tech tools that you can use to study the supernatural." That that's just taken for in in movies and TV shows, and and also you know you get ghost hunter type people in real life. That kind of comes after that. Um, whereas now a nowadays, I feel like I see we see a lot more horror movies where it's we see a lot more horror movies, and it's just here is a demon or a ghost or or what have you that. Is and there's no sciencing it right there's no mm. hit, hit it with the pke meter or hit it or, or scan it with the hit, hit it with the proton pack or any of those things like it's just this is this is magic supernatural stuff your science is is bunk um <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting to see like that time period where i th- and i think because i think we're on the other side of that i think that's no longer um uh, culturally uh, a standard anymore.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, but I think that that's
1: like one of the coolest things about Ghostbusters, especially when you're a kid, was the proton pack and the PKE meter and the ghost trap. Like it was those mm. toys, those um, um, those those gadgets. Because you were like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to be a Ghostbuster. You know, I want to be able to do stuff. And you know, it, it was more than just horror. Right. It was yeah. It was like it was that adventure exploration, mm. you know, kind of feel.
0: Yeah. I was almost thinking exactly what you were saying there, John. What's I mean it's almost a similar vein to I mean it's kinda weird, but I'm almost comparing it to Spider Man where it's like if you pull on the Spider Man costume, you're Spider Man. If you get yeah. the you know, if you get the you know, the Proton Pack and all that, you are a Ghostbuster. It's like the, Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you they make it very easy, I mean just to cosplay in general, but I mean, just, um, to, for you to embody that character and just be mm-hmm. one of them, it's, you know, and identify as one. Right. Of them. I think it's kind of cool, uh, how easy they do that. And, um, going back to kind of what you were saying Joe, just about the, um, horror films it was, it's interesting I think like obviously most ghost related films these days and just in general, they mainly focus on the ghosts or as this film, it's really, it's focused so heavy on the characters, And their camaraderie and their relationships. And I really think that's what makes it stand out. And even though the characters aren't necessarily the nicest people, um, (laughs) you you do – it is fun. You do really like their camaraderie and um, seeing them do stuff. They are a very uh, fun group of guys to uh, watch for two hours. And. Um yeah. even in with the little growth that they have, what I think's disappointing is, like you guys mentioned, is I feel like with two a lot of that's taken away and they basically just make them do all that again. Just the only difference now is Winston's mustache is gone. So <laughs> And that's why it's bad. That's yeah. why
3: it's bad. Mandy doesn't get that good moment with uh what is it, Ray on the bridge. That's right.
4: Yeah. Then talking about
3: revelation. Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: And and Ray misquoting Revelation. That's right. Like, <laughs> like it's the wrong. So it's, it's okay. At wrong least new chapter. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah but ah, uh, uh, I think uh, unless you guys had anything else you wanted to shout out, I think we pretty much covered most of the uh, the high points there. Um, I guess since we're going to catch uh, Afterlife this week, um, we can go around say sort of our Expectations going in. So before um,
3: we do that, oh, that's right. I oh, you got something. Okay, go for more. it. More, I mean, the only one I have up my sleeve this uh, this evening. Now, there's been a slight debate between the three of us, John, sometimes about uh, are certain movies Christmas movies, and I think some of you might know what I'm going to say. <laughs> All right, smart guys, <laughs> is Ghostbusters two a Christmas movie?
2: It is a New Year's Eve movie. There you go. There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cuz they sing all things shine, so it works. All right, yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz the end of the movie happens on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um and they even come down the the what are you call the ropes when the when Seth breaks the glass and Peter goes happy New Year. <laughs> and then uh Janosch has the uh the hat on and everything, a little happy New Year hat. So it is, it is more of a New Year's Eve movie than which we don't really have a lot of. We don't uh, than anything.
0: So nothing in else. June, there so
3: you go. There's that too.
0: Yeah, it was
1: released like June 16th or something, something like that. So it is a June movie about Christmas and New Year's. I don't the, know how the, in best, the world they
2: did that. The best kind of movie.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's like that's like Shazam was a Christmas movie and that came out in April. It's like that's fine. fine?
0: I mean, yeah. these Ghostbusters—you'd think that would be, you know, September or October, but it's like both of them were released in June. That's very weird. Yeah, and you're definitely yeah. going to watch it. And then Iron then Man.
1: What, Iron Man three was like had a Christmas thing going on too. Right, and that was that came out in like May.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so what well, weird. I don't know why they do that. What I thought was funny is one of the main reasons this, you know, looking back now is not super surprising. Uh, I think one of the reasons Ghostbusters two didn't make back a lot of money. I don't think even had a lot to do with it wasn't as good of a film. It was Batman released the next week. Um, and that took most of the money. So that's I'll interesting. Yep. So, um, yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I think we can save our, I guess we can probably save our expectations for Afterlife for uh, next week. Um, unless you guys want to do those now. I think what we can probably do now is just give our official rankings for one and two.
3: To be fair, we could have been done with him if I hadn't interrupted with that.
0: You know, little, yeah, nice going, Joseph. You have one job. <laughs> you had one Come on. job. Come on.
2: You a, are you gonna derail us on this hyper focused, super specific podcast where we're always right on point? Good grief. <sighs> it's Come been on,
3: sir. Pretty good, it's Come been on, pretty son. good so far. It's... We need to get John back. He keeps us on track. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> sure, I'd say we go with some ratings. How about
0: you? Uh, yeah, we Support do some rankings. So, oh, me? Okay, I suppose. Uh, so uh, I absolutely love Ghostbusters, seeing it um, again now for the second time this past week. Um, I'd give it a solid 10. I just had such a blast, and I can't wait to go revisit. The only like minor thing would just be, uh, like we already mentioned, was just some of the uh, the CG stuff. But again, considering the amount of time they had, that's even more impressive. So I will let that slide. For just how great the characters were in
1: 84, I don't even think it was CG. I think it was just like the, you know, camera tricks and right like paintings and yeah, and uh, a- a- not animatronics. Um, stop motion. I mean, those dogs were stop motion animation. Right, now you're right it's about
3: like animatronics. Old into, school. I think a, a decent amount of them were.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Not, yeah. My saying Not CGI, but yeah, whatever the effects they used for the yeah. the the dogs. Um, it you know yeah. looks a little dated, but again, considering the time and all yeah. that, I. I will totally let it, it that looks slide. quite David
1: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. so the movie was... makes the movie makes up for
0: its shortcomings, exactly, I agree Indeed. so um I'm giving that a solid ten, uh, and then with uh what is it, two, I'm gonna give that a six because you have likable characters and there are definitely some likable moments, but the film should have been so much better, so yeah, how about our guest <laughs> um so we're doing out of 10 we're doing out of 10 so like if you're doing letterbox it's like just you know sort of half that so like if it was four and a half to be nine and so you know four would be eight just that's how i do it or
3: we could use joe's ironic scale but i think we're all pretty pretty (laughs) yeah we're pretty set on it's either a it's either good or bad
2: (laughs) yeah these aren't these aren't ironically ranked movies no they're not right
3: um
1: i think you know i think I'm trying to think what I wrote on JFH as far as the rating goes. I probably gave it a four and a half to be um, objective, but it's a five in my heart. Sure. Probably <laughs> overall. Like, I mean, there's moments in the movie that don't need to be there. Like, Oh, the, sure. Um, Ray and the ghost <laughs> in the bed. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. I, you should look on YouTube the full version of the original scene because they because he and Winston go to a fort and um, they're 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 looking for a ghost there and then at some weird point Ray like puts on um, an old like Civil War outfit and then he just sort of lays down on the bed and then the ghost comes out of the closet and does uh, whatever with him and Winston goes up to the door and he goes are you okay and you hear Ray go go away man oh my (laughs) gosh I'm like oh that's horrible like so bad and uh, (laughs) yeah so I mean wow uh they they had put that on like the 35th anniversary 4k uh steel book set which I didn't get because I didn't want to buy it again. Sure. And I figured, yeah. ah, it'll come down in price by Christmas. No, it just actually sold out right away and they never released more. Oh, wow. So it's oh. like, I guess, super rare. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe by the 40th anniversary, they'll throw that stuff on there. But I guess they put a lot of it on YouTube now. Someone has leaked it. Anyway, um, so getting back on track, sorry. But it's, it's, yeah, so I guess I'd give it a five just because, I mean, there's no other movie I keep coming back to and loving every time I watch it. So to me, that says something, too, just for the quality of the movie. And then for, um, so I guess 10. And then for the second one, I probably would give it three and a half because it's still an enjoyable film. It's got great moments. It's a terrible Ghostbusters sequel. Mm -hmm. But it's a decent movie, kind of. I don't know. It's it's enjoyable. It's not great. You know, like, I've watched Indiana Jones and the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull several times over the years. The most recent time I watched it for the 4K release, I hated it more than ever. So, like, there's just certain movies that just the more you watch them, the worse it gets or the better it gets or you still enjoy it about the same. And, you know, I don't, I haven't hated Ghostbusters 2 more. Like there's aspects of it that as I got older, I I realized the truth that like this, how could you break them up? How could you even break up Dana and Peter? Like everything that's depressing that they could have done, they kind of did to the characters and then they kind of get back together. But there are wonderful moments throughout the movie Mm -hmm. um, that kind of, you know, make up for it a little bit. So anyway, that's the really long answer. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, whatever. So that would be seven. So I'd say six or seven, honestly, probably a six, but six or seven for me.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, Joe, what you got?
2: Well, since I didn't see the first Ghostbusters until I like properly until I was already an adult, I don't have nearly as much nostalgia. Um, So I would give it an eight, which is, still pretty good mm-hmm. um just just not yeah. perfect you know there, there's, there's there's some sure. scenes in there like like you said there's some things that probably don't need to be there um mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't have the nostalgic appeal to me um and then i would i would say the I, totally i'll go fair. with you guys and say the second one is about a six mm-hmm. so don't have nearly as many thoughts because
0: <laughs> sure that's fair uh joseph what you got
3: uh well considering that it's kind of i'm kind of at the middle point it seems having a little more not exactly nostalgia in the sense of like oh yeah and then you know watch the watch the tv show or anything but it's like you know it was one of my growing up movies i guess uh definitely an 8 out of 10 from that and an 8 out of 10 from a like you know critical standpoint in terms of just you know all the elements the right writing Mm -hmm. set design costume design uh casting so you know it's it is it is that era of well i was gonna say that era of movie making but it's kind of it's kind of its own thing but kind of the mid 80s in a bottle and it's it's great it's it's the ecto cooler of the time if you will
4: (laughs) there you go yeah it
3: it really is it really is great and i think because i think it's so great and it's an eight out of ten that the sequel is even more disappointing Mm. and i'm gonna go even lower and just say straight up four out of ten it was even i feel like I feel like even though the first thing I was exposed to Ghostbusters was was the second one. I feel like after I watched the first one, it's like, okay, I don't need to see I don't need to see the rest of that other one. Yeah. This one's fine. <laughs> I don't need to see yeah. this. And that's well, awesome. for a while that was the case. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, eight and
1: four.
0: I gotcha. Well that's fair, but, dude.
1: Yeah. I got no not no judgment there. I, I think
0: that's totally fair. <laughs> uh i was gonna say before we uh officially wrap up here um i saw in the trailer for afterlife you have with the uh the shoot it's, is it the ector one is that right the first yeah yeah well i'm trying to get the, the right car, name their so, car? yeah yeah for their car yeah, ones. ones thank you so ones. i saw you know you have the girl she like the seat pops out does that happen in anything yeah. else or is that a new thing
1: no it's a new thing i mean honestly i I think that's cool i mean that makes sense because you know they'd make adjustments to it but the biggest question that i think a lot of fans have is so why is it the ecto-1 you know the ecto-1a was in ghostbusters 2 and you know like why why would they go back and make adjustments to the ecto-1 where is the ecto-1a or why would they revert it back to ecto-1 if they use the original ecto-1 Right. The other thought is, are, it, was, it, was Ecto-1A a completely separate car? Mm. And is the Ecto-1, has it just been in the, this barn all this time? And does that also mean that when the original guys come to help out by the end of the movie, are we going to see Ecto-1A or a new version of the Ecto-1A with those guys? So mm. I'm really curious and trying not to get my expectations I forget if someone had commented, like, hey, are we going to see the Ecto-1A? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about that. That, like, maybe in New York, they have something, you know, some vehicle recognizable or, you know, whether it's Ecto-1A or something new that they have been, you know, driving around in. Yeah, and yeah. Egon took the original Ecto-1
0: up to wherever it is they are. Like more than one car. That's maybe interesting. Nowhere. Yeah. 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 Well, see, now you have me wanting to think about afterlife, so just for the heck of it, let's share very quickly what our expectations are for afterlife, because <laughs> I'm, I'm having so much fun shares. right now.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so John, you were talking about the, uh, you were already talking about the, uh, you know, wondering about the Ecto-1 for this. If you want to give your thoughts, by all means, yeah. go for it. Oh, about the whole movie? No, no, no. I mean, uh, afterlife. After like, your expectations, like, yeah. um... What I'm hoping for? Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, like, I would love a lot of screen time from the guys, but I know, I think I heard rumors that they're only in it for like 10 minutes or something Mm. like that, which is kind of a bummer. Um, So I I probably won't, you know, hold my breath that they'll have decent screen time. But I did pick up the new six-inch figures for the old guys, and on the back of each one, it tells you what they're doing now. Which I thought was really interesting. So they tell you where, what Peter does now and what Ray does now, and um, um, and what Winston actually. Yeah. It doesn't really say what Ray's doing. It kind of like hints it. And I guess maybe just because of his store, he's still doing Ray's occult, which is cool. Obviously, okay. from the trailer, he's still in, in his bookstore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and it mentions what Winston's doing, and I, you know, I kind of didn't want to know that before going into the movie. At the same time, I'm like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um uh but um yeah i mean i i'm really excited to see them i i'm i'm wondering like i don't know if you saw the most recent mini trailer that they did it's the final trailer that's like one minute long but peter they have peter's voice saying something like hey have you missed us and i thought to myself i would not be surprised if he says that to gozer because like you know they, they defeated gozer And now those guys are back to do it again. And I think that sounds awesome. And I, and, you know, I think the first, when you realize that they're revisiting the Gozer storyline again, I think the initial um, uh, reaction is like, really, they couldn't come up with something better, something new, something different. Um, But the fact that they talk about Evo Shandor in the first movie and how he designed the building that was Dana's building um, that the mine that they're that they find in afterlife is Evo Shandor's mine, where I guess he um mined the uh the metal to make his building, mm. which kind of makes sense that maybe Egon discovered this mine and then moved there to keep an eye on it, and that's actually really interesting to me. So then it kind of mm. makes it this like you know, now the family's going there, and I don't know how. You know, they wake it up. It kind of reminds me of the mummy with the, the book that wakens the mummy or whatever. But it's like, you know, I want to know how that it, it all reading? all of a sudden. What'd you say?
3: What harm ever came from reading
4: a book?
1: Or, mm, you know, right, it's... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no harm ever people reading a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, I'm kind of curious how they wake it up. But, it, you know, I'm kind of, if it's done well, it could be great. Just yeah. as long as they don't do Gozer again, if they don't make another movie. Um but I think it it'll be just enough of the fan service nostalgia um and also kind of um baptizing the new characters going forward, yeah um you know to take up the mantle and i've heard Ernie Hudson say something like hey i'd I'd love to do a fourth movie, so I guess that means he survives, <laughs> but like I just hope that you know I could totally see those guys like doing something. That sacrifices their lives yeah. to save everybody. I just hope that doesn't happen. Uh, right. I'm still s- upset about Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, uh, I think it's really interesting you mentioned um, Gozer because, as you mentioned that, someone was just thinking about is in the first film. Gozer says choose and die, and they choose Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. We see the Stay Puft Marshmallow, yeah. a bunch of mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men in yeah. the store. So maybe you know, since they already chose Why? that form. <laughs> It's because yeah. that's the form they've already chosen. So it's going to come you know, in that form somehow to oh, yeah. get them. It,
2: until it defeats them, basically. Yeah. Like, it's stuck like that. Yeah. Wow, that would plenty, be many more but why many ones? I don't know. <laughs> I guess... Well, it's, I it's, don't
1: know. It's interesting. I'm, yeah.
2: I'm curious how, like, how it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Hmm. This, oh.
3: I really hope it's not just a bunch of nostalgia bait, which kind of winds up with yeah. stuff like this, but I don't know, the fact that, like and, you said, we we were talking earlier that it's the director's son, I don't know, it feels like good hands yeah. maybe. Yeah, I hope so, hmm. I hope so
1: and I felt that way too about all the Star Wars uh, sequels being made by fans and then that didn't, obviously didn't always really <laughs> pan out so well You're so jinxing it, John, who knows Stop. <laughs> No, I'm not jinxing it I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist in the sense no, that No, I know, you know I'd rather it I, be made by know, a
3: fan than someone who doesn't like it, which is what we got in 2016,
0: almost. Sure. Mm. Right,
1: exactly. Although they claim to be fans, but it's it's it was made under the I I believe is made in the wrong intentions. I mean, it was obviously like the studio saying, hey, you know, I'm sure it was someone at Sony was like, we gotta have, you know, we have this property, we own it, make right. something, you know, and then the, sure. the original just... guys are like, we don't want to or Bill Murray is like, I don't want to come back and so they're like, okay, well Carl Raymond has passed away. Let's make something else then, you know, and, and I've, i uh, Jason Reitman said recently that he hopes there will be a whole bunch of other movies, like more ghostbuster movies with other characters and to me. I mean, like I'm not a fan of the franchise. I'm a fan of the characters. Sure. And the only reason why I'm okay with this one is it's, it's moving forward. It's building off of what the characters created. And I understand they're too old now, but I mean, you know, even the cartoon show was the real Ghostbusters was those four guys, and um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and knowing that the reboot was a gimmick, you know, it was like let's, you know, they're not even just like they're starting over, they're trying to do it to, to make money and, and keep the franchise alive, and let's make them all women, and and then make Janine a man. Like it just was such a gimmick and such right. a, you know, a statement that it just. Rub me the wrong way, and I was just like, you know what? No, I'm yeah. not buying it.
3: That's a pass for me. what I mm-hmm. would you say? That's a pass for me. That sort of thing. Yeah.
1: That me too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I got a free copy when I got uh movies anywhere when I signed up for that. Same. and I went into iTunes and I hit it. I hit it from my account. <laughs> i shame.
2: <laughs> don't want anyone. Uh, don't want to ever see it
0: ever again.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, want to go through my movies and see that yeah
4: uh
0: yeah. i almost i almost thought you said you got a review to uh review for uh, jfh and you're like and it made great kindling too so <laughs> right. no
1: i i did not get a review copy It was funny like i had gotten a press release for the the 4k release of the original to um in 2019 and i mm-hmm practically begged the publicist I'm like please send this to me it's my favorite movie and then i think he just was like oh sorry we have a limited product and he didn't send it to me and i'm like come on, on. I'm
0: like wow
2: really rude <laughs> yeah for real you should, you should right. feel personally attacked yeah
0: and he I took did? that personally no yeah. it, it wasn't
1: it wasn't 2020 yet so <laughs> there you go i couldn't say it was a direct
0: personal
1: as that <laughs> <laughs> now everything obviously would be
0: of course yeah yeah, sure sure uh, yeah. uh how about you guys what are your uh expectations uh for the movie
3: cautiously optimistic I... mm. yes and that's all
0: <laughs> yeah
2: i i well i i just looked up when you when you asked expectations i looked up the relative runtimes of the two movies um and see that Ghostbusters Afterlife is 15 is about 20 minutes longer. And so my expectation is that either those 20 minutes are are going to be the 20 minutes of the old characters being on screen. Yeah. Or it's going to be 20 minutes of bloat.
4: Mm. Added on. It's, like, oh.
2: it's going to be some some th- things that are not necessary that are shoved in there to make it to in the modern way that movies are made you know some yeah. some actiony mm. thing that doesn't add anything and it's not really fun it's just hey you need an extra 15 minutes so you can finish your bucket of popcorn kind of thing yeah so that's that's, that's a good f- point because mm.
1: the other movies weren't that long i mean they weren't even two hours
2: yeah right, right. i don't so know like what, just I don't under
1: what the second one was
2: yeah. Uh, it's like 148, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's short by like today's standards. Right. Yeah. I mean, part of me gets excited at, at it being longer, but at the same time, I agree with you. There could just be a lot of bloat. I mean, maybe they're using it to like st- establish these new characters. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but be, I, I don't know. I and mean, for me, I'm not, I, I don't want to go see a Ghostbusters sequel to see a bunch of kids in school. <laughs> but like I realize, it's kind of going to be like Stranger Things or whatever, right? But, yeah, I don't, you know, be, I don't want to watch up these everything's characters.
2: Everything's
3: been Stranger Thingsified.
2: Yeah, well, actually, that's yeah. that's also the second thought I had, which is that this is going to be Ghostbuster Stranger Things, which, like,
3: yeah,
2: we already okay. had actually. That's right, season things. two. That's right. Yeah, we we had that in yeah. Stranger Things. That's right. which is you know a great TV show, but you know, yeah. That being said,
0: that being said yeah so um but yeah i'm definitely in a similar boat where it's like i'm cautiously optimistic i think if reitman like ivan reitman isn't going to direct it then having his son do it i think is very sweet and i think if done well could be a very nice way to wrap up this trilogy and then you can officially call it the reitman trilogy which i think would be fun uh and it's gonna go great for marketing so um <laughs> but uh yeah definitely i definitely like say i'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I want it to be good. There's definitely potential there. Um, again, wouldn't want anybody else directing it if Ivan wasn't going to. I think his son, again, very sweet. Um, so I think it's in good hands. The question is are they going to take advantage of that? So, and I guess we will see. Yeah.
1: Well, what's interesting too is, um, is Jason came to his dad with the idea for the movie. So his, his dad didn't even ask him to do the movie. He was like, hey, dad, I have this idea yeah. for a sequel and uh, i want to make it um and i had, even when he had planned it i had heard good things from anybody he had pitched it to including kevin smith mm. which i thought was interesting um but you know part of me is is bummed that it's not in new york and like i don't know are we going to get to see new york maybe when when they flash back to the not flashback but when they show what the other guy the original guys are up to yeah uh, or are we going to get to see the firehouse you know like obviously they're not ghostbusters anymore again so (laughs) and they're not going to get back in. they're not going to get back into business but they're going to you know be in action again at the end but right i don't know it's interesting i'm curious how that all is going to play out and so maybe that's kind of where the runtime comes into setting up new characters kind of then um taking it forward just like some of those movies that feel like they could have ended after you know the two hour mark but then there's like 10 minutes of wrap up um and maybe it's kind of like that I don't know because Ghostbusters yeah. 1 ends very abruptly mm-hmm. it's like we beat we beat Gozer that's it and you know you don't see them afterwards at all and even the second one is like that too except mm-hmm. for in the in the end credits you see them getting like the key to the city or something right but um so I don't know maybe this won't be so abrupt I guess. Who knows? I mean, movies have changed a lot in thirty years. <laughs>
0: so the vibe of
1: films and stuff. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I think that I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. And then, uh, yeah, uh, John, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a blast having you. Sure. Um, Hope I didn't geek out too much. Oh, we well, we that's that's the reason we brought you on. So you you did it, you know, amazingly well. So I appreciate it. Okay, and, cool. <laughs> um before we uh wrap up, uh did you want to plug your stuff?
1: Oh, uh uh sure. Um as uh as Jack said, I uh have a, a website called com, and I say it so fast just cuz I'm used to saying it. com. Um named after a DC talk song in 19 that came out in 95. Um, and then um, I have um, uh, art that I've been um, working on for the past 10 years or so and, and selling prints and some originals um, at John art.com, which is J O H N D I B I A S E A R T.com. So um, yeah, that's my junk. Somebody
2: wants to check it out? <laughs> it's really it's selling good yourself. It's, good. <laughs>
4: yeah, we'll say that. it's very, good. It's very yeah, nice
2: it's, job. It's pretty good. We, we all we, we all looked at it when we knew you were going to be our guest. And we all agree that it was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. As junk goes, yeah. it's not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I need
0: to write that Etsy review on his Thank page. <laughs> yes, as junk goes, it's, it's great, not terrible. terrible. we've seen worse that's right (laughs) hey you know i
3: (laughs) I didn't want to tear
2: my eyes out
3: for this podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) as junk goes it could be worse
0: (laughs) Oh man! Uh, (laughs) yes Mm. well uh thank you so much for uh listening to the background noise podcast where if you were listening we appreciate you but if not you did not miss anything And uh, hopefully you'll tune in next week uh, where we talk about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife.
3: Ooh, spooky. Well, After- regardless, After- afterlife. I can't say spooky anymore. It's not October. Re-
2: <laughs> regardless of what happens, just remember, I ain't afraid of no ghosts.
3: Da-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na.